Can I talk now? I'm not stopping you from talking. Well, like, are we recording? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hey, guys. Uh, Kenny let me do the intro today. Um, this is, like, the fourth time recording it because he says I'm absolute shit at it. No, no. I didn't say absolute shit, but she does not uh, pass the the verbal ball very I'm well I'm funny, guys. Forth. I'm a funny guy. Okay, you know what? I won't say anything. Take it from here, funny man. You get, you get 30 <laughs> seconds from right I'm now. I'm the funny man. Well, first, I wanted to say apologies. I'm super nasally and congested because it's springtime. And that means my allergies are in full swing. Swing, spring. Swingin', springin'. Springin', swingin'. Yeah, I get why I'm not good at this now. Yeah, so let me just, I'll, uh, <laughs> let me take that layup that you dropped three minutes ago. Ladies and gentlemen, episode six or seven of Haven't Seen That One. I'm not sure the number. It doesn't matter. We are not talking about New Mutants this week, as no. you can tell by the title. Thought about it, and we'll probably get into it a little bit later, actually. Yeah. But, like... We, we like to strike this contrast between, like, blockbuster movie and good quality, well-written Films. film. There you go. That was good. Between movie and film, we like to hit that, that nice little medium. Mm-hmm. And we've only really talked about one film. I'd call Promising Young Woman a film. Me too. And we wanted to, to talk about more, especially because the Oscars happened and we have... Some notable moments from that to discuss. But yeah, this week we are talking about Another Round, starring Mads Mikkelsen. It is actually a foreign film. It is from Denmark. Yeah, and going into this, not sure why in my ignorant American brain, I thought Mads Mikkelsen was American. And then he started speaking Danish, and I was like, wait a minute, he's not from America. (laughs) See, I knew he wasn't American, but I I wasn't super sure where he was from. I figured Europe of somewhere. I mean, like, look at the man's facial structure. Like, that's not... I guess that's That's not American at all. I just always assumed that, you know, it was just a a strange American name, but... Mads? Yeah. (laughs) I wonder if it's short for anything. I don't know. It could be. Maybe it's a normal name in Denmark, though, so... A, A Danish name? Yeah. That's what I like. It's so weird to me, like... You're from Denmark, but like the the language is Danish. Danish. I just I feel like those words are like kind of similar, but not really. It's like you know, yeah. Americans speak English, but I mean English comes from England, right? And the French speak French. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. feel like some of them like you can pull together really easily, but like you hear Denmark and Danish, and you're like, are those? Well, to me I, anyway. I, I always know. get confused because, as you guys know, I'm a baker, and so when I hear the word Danish, I just think of a little fruit-filled pastry, and then I think I'm saying something wrong when I'm like, oh yeah, this is a Danish film, because I just think of a giant pastry. <laughs> is Mads, like, in the, he breaks out of the giant pastry? <laughs> he is the giant pastry. And that's where we get the, uh, the final, like... <laughs> Uh, dancing number. Yes, he breaks out of a giant pastry. <laughs> oh, I That's not a spoiler. That. It's it's just. I would love that. It'd yeah, be amazing. But yeah, we're talking about another round this week. Uh, before we get into that, though, uh, there is no TV show to talk about. Really, no bum, Falcon bum. Winter Soldier. Nope. The next show that we're probably going to be talking about will be Loki, which premieres I think like June eleventh, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. Uh, there's actually some other shows we've thought about watching. Specifically, I really want to watch the show Invincible because it wrapped up 
and it already got greenlit for seasons two and three, which oh, I think nice. I had that as news this wow, week. Wow, spoiler. Spoilers. <gasps> I've heard it's super good. It's based on a comic book. Uh, do you know anything that it's about? No. I know, uh, I believe it's Robert Kirkman's first um, comic that he did, and Robert Kirkman is most known for The Walking Dead. Okay, yeah. I know that. Yeah, but uh, it primarily follows like a, a young teenage boy who starts developing his superpowers and kind of being you're laughing at the cats yeah sorry <laughs> and talking about the seriousness of invincible well gwen just like sprinted up the cat tree and it's <laughs> it's just, shaking. just scratching on it so if you guys hear weird background noises it's well you missed her when she was gwen. right next to us right here like yeah. she was like wiggling and she like blitzed uh, out of the door here she somehow fit between like the little well, it's good to know she's feeling better. She did have a little uh, a little UTI. A little bit. Now she's apparently feeling much better. So if you hear knocking around and screaming in the background, it's just her feeling better. Feeling great. <laughs> Back to Invincible. <laughs> no, but I've heard the show super good. I yeah. think it only had seven or eight episodes. Okay. And I'm not sure if they were 20 minutes or 40 minutes. I'm leaning more towards maybe 40 minutes, but I really want to watch it. Might just be fun, not even for like a week by week thing because the season's over, mm. but just to discuss yeah. maybe, just have a little interlude. But you have forgotten. There is one show we have watched this week 90 Day Fiance. 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> Guys, we're breaking down mentally. It's Listen, fine. 90 Day Fiance isn't that bad. We fast forward through some of it. Okay, like towards the end of season two. Season two, yes. It got so boring. I didn't care about some of the people. It's just because you know how some of the relationships are going to play out. In case you guys don't know, it's a a fucking TLC show. It's one of those garbage things where, you know, it's it's the learning channel when it's just garbage TV. Sometimes quite literally with stuff like Hoarders. Yeah. Because I think Hoarders is TLC. Yeah. And like, uh, what was My 600 Pound Life? Oh, yeah. Shit like that? Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's just disgusting whatever but 90 day fiance kind of follows like the same rules as those but once you know like a couple's gonna be together whether it's you know they're a good fit for each other Mm -hmm. or they're mormon then like (laughs) you kind of lose interest because like you know what's gonna go but yeah you you fast forward to get to the good shit where the couple's like don't mish together at all or they're just like by the way i like mesh mesh yeah mesh (laughs) well i I was thinking i was thinking like mishmash Ah, yeah. a mishmash of people. I get a it. A mishmash of mesh? It's too much. Stop. <laughs> I mean, I guess that was part of our week, but I don't want to talk about two seasons of 90 Day Fiance. No. I want to forget about two seasons. Me too. Me too. I really wanted to watch it because I'm sure everybody's familiar with Big Ed. Big He's Ed. probably one of the uh, the bigger names. Mm-hmm no pun intended, to come out of the show. But I think he's in uh, 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days. Yeah. Because I tried Googling him, and I don't think he's in the core 90 Day Fiance show. But there's like three spinoff shows, I believe. There, yeah. Well, there's 90 Day, and then there's before the 90 Days, and then there's, I think, the newer one coming out. It's called like The Single Life. Mm. 90 Day Fiance, colon, Gotta life. catch up on my 90 Day Fiance lore. Well, I don't know. I think Single Life sounds fun because I think it takes like previous people who are on the show and oh, if like yeah. they break up they or break whatever, up. it's them like dating again or yeah. doing whatever. I don't know. Like depending on who the person is, that could be pretty enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess that would kind of fall more into our week format. So to get into uh, 
the rest of the the structure. How was your week? Did you do anything? Uh, the only thing I did was the May Day event in Animal Crossing. It's like a little maze that they set up, and then you go and get uh, a thing from Rover once you complete the maze. Was Jamie there? No. Was she all over? What? No. Because you said Mayday. Yeah, I get it now. Check yes, <laughs> Juliet. No. No. <laughs> Weren't you the one complaining about copyrights before? I just said three words. Ah, okay. Anyways. Plus, that was in those uh, previous ones we deleted, so we ah, can't. Or true. maybe it was in this. I don't know. That I don't was, remember. That was eight minutes ago. Okay. I couldn't tell you. Let me talk about Animal Crossing. Shut Please. up. Mayday. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so go through the maze, you get, at the end of this one, you get Rover's photo. Uh, last year we got Rover's suitcase, I think, which was just like a briefcase with a bunch of travel stickers on it. It was pretty interesting. Um, aside from that, I really didn't do anything. I've been working my booty cheeks off at work and so i don't have a lot of time to do anything else yay that's your week (laughs) that was my week i gotcha yeah i didn't do a whole lot either uh no shows no games really i don't think for the most part yeah been keeping it uh pretty low-key got a new car you did that was great not really like something fun to talk about but i uh had to turn in my lease I lease my car because I'm not an idiot. Just kidding. If you buy your car, that's fine. But He's looking at me. No, I I just meant generally. No, (laughs) like, if you uh, buy your car outright, that's totally great. Personally, I just think it's easier to get a brand new car and really not have to worry about any of the maintenance or any issues aside from, like, an oil change and tire rotation. Because I know jack shit about cars. His new car is the color of Sonic. The fast food restaurant? No, the hedgehog. Wouldn't that be awesome if my... <laughs> that would be a great... Okay, you go into the lot. You know, you got your... I don't know. Sunspot black yeah. and like uh, canary yellow. And mm. then you got chili dog brown. <laughs> How good. Chili dog brown. Chili dog brown. It's the Coney Island foot long. Chili dog brown car. Name of the podcast, maybe? I that might know. be the episode title. I'll we have to might. keep that in mind. We'll figure it out. Well, I might say something funny later on. You never know. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! That was loud. I'm so sorry. Holy shit. <laughs> that snort just peaked uh, the audio. Oof, I am Good so Lord. sorry. But no, I got a new car. Um, she said it was the color of Sonic. It's blue. Uh, 2021 Nissan Sentra. It's gorgeous have no complaints about it. And I was surprised because um, my lease was actually going to be up around my birthday next month. But I decided to check into it this month just to see like what I would be looking at. And for a brand new car with uh, actually it's like a, a larger model, not large. Uh, it's like a step above the base model. A more deluxe. Yeah, that that's actually, yeah, a more deluxe model. I can be a car salesman. It was, no, you can't. <laughs> it was... <laughs> It was like uh, 20 bucks more a month. So, oh, you lost. Uh, She's done. Wait, but I want to double back on something. Speaking of birthdays, because your birthday is oh, next month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Snapchat 
and Dutch Bros informed me that it's my half birthday. Nice. I'm halfway to my birthday. Today? I don't know. Well, that's important to know when you're... I, Snapchat said it was today. I don't know. I was just trusting Snapchat. Well, your, your birthday is October. Yeah. Halloween, specifically. Yeah. And today's May 2nd. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going by what the apps told me. Right. Typical. Typical sheep. That's why. Sheep? That's why you'll never be a podcast title. You're so rude to me. Chili dog brown. Other than that, <laughs> I didn't... <laughs> I, I... Fuck. Other than that, didn't do a whole lot. Um, kind of looking into... Uh, not really a hobby, but like my next step in like my professional career. Professional. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking about like... Kind of... Oh, Jesus. heard a bad noise. Kind of thinking about going into the realm of like video game reselling and researching and kind of being really knowledgeable about that area because uh, currently I am unemployed because Since I was when? laid off. You didn't know? <laughs> oh my god. I thought you were going to work every day. No, I got laid off a few months ago, uh, totally through no fault of my own. So I've just been kind of, I don't know, like ever since then, I just, I don't know if I want to put on, put in all this hard work and dedication into a a business or a corporation, you exactly. know? Exactly. Screw capitalism. That's it. I'm trying to talk about it in a more uh, respectable way, but yeah, you do you. No, nah, I'm going to go outright and say it. I work for a corporation and I absolutely hate it. Screw yeah. capitalism. <laughs> well, I guess we're done talking about that. <laughs> Should we get into the news? Any whoosies. Do you want to Let's get... get to the newsies. <gasps> that was pretty good. What was that little that little transition I just did? Newsies isn't a word. How is that a transition? Any whoosies isn't a word either, but people say it. But how is that? How is that a transition? A transition is like a clean. Because you to... said let's move on to the news, and I said any whoosies, it's time for the newsies. But I've already said. Shut up and let me have this. <laughs> Do you want to handle the news? No. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. You, uh, you, I'm just supposed to respond to the news. To that's my job. That's what my job description says here. To quote so. the prophet uh, Filthy Frank, "Know your place, trash." <laughs> On to the news. As we mentioned before, another round is the movie we're going to be discussing this week, which has kind of. Uh, Stepped a little bit more into the spotlight because of the Oscars. Mm -hmm. So a lot of our news uh, for the next few little bits is going to be just awards that we thought should be noted and talked about. So our first bit of news is one of our favorite movies. No, our favorite movie that we've covered so far in the podcast. Mm -hmm. Promising Young Woman actually won an award for Best Original Screenplay at the Oscars. Super glad for, um, what's her name? Oh, maybe I have it. Uh, Emerald Fennel. She's the director? Yes, she's the director. Nice. Super glad. And, uh, oh, sorry. Next bit of news. Regarding that, though, she is actually the first woman to win Best Original Screenplay in 13 years. Wow, that's really impressive. Huge, Good for right? Her. Yeah, because wow. I know she did director, uh, screenplay, so like writer. Uh, obviously, she wasn't in the movie in terms of acting, but right. she did like a lot. I think she was producing as well. Like mm-hmm. a lot of it was like from her, yeah. which is really cool. 
And I just wanted to throw this out there for people who didn't know, because I was unfamiliar with this. Her next project is going to be writing the script for DC's Zatanna movie. I don't know who Zatanna is. So remember when we watched Justice League Dark? There's yes. the magician woman. Oh, yeah. That's Zatanna. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah. That'll be really interesting. Absolutely. And to double back on the movie we were just talking about, another round, they won Best International Feature at the Ooh. Oscars. Super great. Well-deserved on their part. Mm-hmm. And the next bit is actually uh, going to be talking about this a little bit. Uh, Chloe Zhao forgive me with the pronunciation, Z-H-A-O, is the second woman and first Asian woman to ever win Best Director at the Oscars. Wow. And she won that for Nomadland. Wow, nice. And uh, just to, to wrap this up before we have our little discussion, her next film is actually going to be directing The Eternals for Marvel. Okay. You got quiet. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I mean, it's not any fault of her own. But you and I have talked about this before, where, like, a director will have, like, this really good film, if you will. Kind of like a more, like, indie type. Not that Nomad Man... Not, not that Nomad Land is indie, per se, but, like, a lesser known, not huge blockbuster movie. And then these giant studios come in and say, I want you to direct our movie. And... I mean, that's great for them. They're, I mean, she. I'm sure she's going to make a lot of money doing that. Like, good for her. But, like, is that really her style? That's fascinating <laughs> that you talk about that because we're going to address that in okay. a little bit. That's great. I'm like, yeah. I'm not even being sarcastic. Like, no bullshit. This is... Okay. We'll get to it. Don't worry. But See, I, hold on I to know those, things, guys. Hold on to those feelings because... I'm there not was always a, an empty nutshell. There. There was some uh, other news tidbits that have to do with that. Yeah. So to continue our turn with the Oscars, mm -hmm. uh, Tenet won Best Visual Effects. I, I think we can all agree. Yeah. Tenet should at least deserve that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we didn't... I mean, we've seen Tenet. We're not going to cover it. It was fine. Yeah, it was, it all was right. fine. Nothing really to, uh, to talk about too much. Mm -hmm. um, this will be rough. Bear with me. Uh, Korean actress. Mm -hmm. uh, Yoo Jun Yoon... I tried. One best supporting actress at the Oscars and is the first Korean actress to win an Oscar. Wow. That's crazy. That is crazy, actually. And wow. to wrap up the Oscar talk, obviously, No Bad Land. I kinda did it too. I it's know. hard to it's get hard. out Nomad Land. I think you have to like in your brain break it up into yeah. two words. Just yeah. say nomad and then land. Like you yeah. can't Well, because the title is one word, so when you think of the title, you think of it as one word. Yes. But then it just falls out of your mouth like hot lava <laughs> yeah nomadland won best picture though yeah so i disagree with that i think promising young woman should have won but we have not seen nomadland Correct. and i just wanted to uh address something kind of funny so when we went to go see nobody mm -hmm. in theaters yeah that was the first movie we saw in theaters since everything and I forget, like, the, uh, it was some old white guy yeah. who was doing these interviews with, yeah. like, directors, and I think there were two, and uh, Chloe Zhao was one of them, yep. and we were, we got to the movie, I think, like, a little bit early, maybe yeah. 20 minutes, whatever, so they were playing this interview, and he was interviewing her about Nomadland and whatever, and I remember thinking, I'm like, it's just, who, what? Yeah. What fucking movie I know, is I that? had never even heard of the movie. I had neither, but I, I literally just thought it was 
grab whatever small director yeah. you can to fill time for a movie theater. But exactly. it's it's crazy to think like we saw that and had no idea and, what it was, right. and it won best it won picture. Best picture. Yeah. It, like it's it's, it's crazy. crazy, and and all the other Oscars that mm-hmm. it won. It I don't know. It's just kind of a. a I funny honestly way thought that... it was like an older film. Like oh really? When they were interviewing her and everything for before the movie. I was like, I've never heard of this before. Was this just like an old movie that like nobody's ever heard about? But okay. actually, one best picture. So yeah, pretty cool. And uh, just to to kind of put out there, Nomadland. Mm-hmm. There you go. Is probably going to be the movie we talk about next week. Yeah. So that's going to be our filler between uh, this week and two weeks from now is going to be Army of the Dead. Yeah, or no, right. no, no, Spiral. Okay. Spiral and then Army of the, the Dead the next week, uh-huh. which I'm actually kind of excited for both of those. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, we we really do like movies with a little bit of substance and heart to them. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I we begrudgingly talked about Justice League or right. Godzilla vs. Kong, whatever. We begrudgingly talked about Mortal Kombat. Yeah, that was awful. But <laughs> <laughs> I just like movies, and I like when movies have something to say and something yeah. to talk about when it's about, like, life or just living mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, it's it makes things feel more important to me. Yeah, and there's nothing... It, it, we're not saying you're wrong if you enjoy movies like more like just things like Mortal Kombat, Godzilla versus Kong, where it's mostly just heavily based on action. Go for it. Like if that's your favorite genre, more power to you. It's just not our favorite genre. And obviously we're still gonna cover that stuff, but we do prefer other genres of movies. Gwen is just freaking out over there. <laughs> she is just going off in the corner. <laughs> To continue on our trend of Oscar movies, and specifically another round, here's some really news. Okay. An English language remake of another round is in the works with Leonardo DiCaprio set Ah, to star. Right, because I'm a big dumb American and I can't read subtitles. I always just think of the... And forgive my name, the director of Parasite. Parasite, uh, yep. Bong Joon-ho, I believe. Mm Mm-hmm. His uh, his acceptance speech at the Oscars last year when he was saying, as soon as Americans are able to get over the one-inch barrier of subtitles, like, a whole new world of film is yep. opened up to you. Yep. And, I'm, like, we really don't go out of our way to watch subtitled movies or foreign movies, no. I should say. But it doesn't – it never turns me off no. of wanting to see a movie. If I hear something's a good movie, I'll watch it. Exactly. It shouldn't matter if you have to read. Yeah. And I will say that – when like a few years ago i had more of a problem with subtitles i guess just because like my brain couldn't focus on like watching and reading at the same time but honestly like once you do it a few times and get your brain used to to doing it it, it's not an issue whatsoever and honestly sometimes we put the subtitles on just for regular movies just because you understand more that way. Sometimes you're like, what did they say? What was that? So. Yeah, I mean, sometimes audio mixing in normal movies is shitty. Exactly. If, if any of you have seen Tenet without oh, subtitles, I don't know what movie know you how. understood, but we, <laughs> I don't know how. We needed subtitles for yeah, that. Like, yeah. Like, the audio mixing was yeah. just bullshit. That's what I mean. So, that's. If you're, you know, kind of leery on subtitles, just try it a few times. 
It, you get used to it, and it's totally fine after that. Now she's clawing at the ceiling. Yeah, our cat's freaking Sorry, the fuck she's out. like really going at it. We apologize. <laughs> to get back into the news, though, uh, that's going to be the the bulk of our Oscar talk. Like mm-hmm. I said, we'll talk more about Chloe Zhao and Eternals in a, in a few seconds. But uh, this was actually kind of fun. So Anthony Mackie says that he actually found out that Captain America 4 was a thing after a fan told him at a grocery store. Oh my god. Can, Can you, you imagine? That's what I mean. Can you imagine being the star of the movie and someone's like, hey, I can't wait to see you in this. And you're like, what? Me too. You're like, wow, I can't wait to see me in that either. I didn't know. I'm gonna have to call up my agent real quick. <laughs> Like, what the hell? Oh, my God. That's crazy. I love it. So to kind of continue in the trend of what we were talking about with uh, action-centered movies, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm really trying to get these transitions to be a bit more clean instead of we shut up instead (laughs) of next bit of news. I really am. So, uh, like I was saying, a new MonsterVerse film is in the works again with uh, adam wingard and talks to direct again he was the director of godzilla versus kong okay as we reported i believe last week maybe a week before it made a lot of money right so of course uh legendary legendary maybe and uh, i know warner brothers at the very least but maybe legendary too they want money like if if money's on the table yeah they're gonna try to capitalize on that and this iteration actually sounds like something that would interest me so one possible title being floated around internally is Son of Kong. Ooh. Wingard is said to have been very involved in creating uh, the Godzilla vs. Kong set pieces, as well as a lot of the world building of the uh, Hollow Earth plotline. So clearly he has like this uh, interest at the very least with right. kind of like Delving Hollow Earth itself. It and more. Yeah, like yeah. the... Uh, Kind of like the architecture, probably, right. of like the Hollow Earth. And he wouldn't do that if he didn't care, right. or at the very least want to yeah. keep that in mind for, for the future. But if we end up getting, like, a super far along sequel in the future of Kong's kid or whatever, yeah. that could be fun. That would be awesome. Not sure how he would have a, a son, though, but... Maybe it's his story. Like, from birth. What do you mean? I don't know. Like, son of Kong. Yes. He's Kong. He's the son. What if it's like his story so instead a... of him having a, a kid? Why would it be son of Kong if it's about Kong? Maybe his dad's name was Kong Sr. And he's Kong Jr. So, KJ? KJ. <laughs> cute. Speaking of cute. Ooh. This is fucking ridiculous. So, <laughs> buckle up. Paddington 2. Ugh. <laughs> Wait. Okay, first no. off, I haven't seen any of the Paddington Me movies. Heard they're adorable. Yeah. Whatever. Paddington 2 uh-huh. has replaced Cis- Citizen Kane as the top-rated film on Rotten Tomatoes after an 80-year-old review made it slip from 100% to 99% for Citizen Kane. Of the 116 reviews for Citizen Kane on the website... 115 are positive and one is negative. That one was published 80 years ago in the Chicago Tribune and it was recently added between uh, the the estimated date was like late February and mid-April. But that resulted in Paddington 2 having a score of 100%, making it the greatest film of all time. <laughs> this is wild. 
What dimension are we living in? The best one. <laughs> Is this the good timeline? Did we hop back into the good timeline? I mean, like, I've heard Paddington specifically, too, is, like, so wholesome. Yeah. And, like, this is good. I just, Great news. I just love the fact that an 80-year-old review was the the, ter- the determining factor in, in this. Someone from 80 years ago was like, I didn't like that movie, Citizen Kane. And now it's taking effect. I didn't include this part of it, but um, the the name that was used, it was almost like a a surname that was used around that time. Mm -hmm. So, like, people would kind of use that name as, like, you know, a commentary on something garbage. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, it's kind of like when people together use a name that kind of symbolized it's almost like somebody did that just to shit on this movie oh my God. and their work from 80 years ago finally paid off imagine that i hope they like bears true Speaking- also hold on if you guys hear screaming in the background there are children outside don't know if you can pick up on it but i hear it in the background they're really loud it's a beautiful day out so now, if they're screaming in the background, it's the kids outside. <laughs> yeah. Not our kids in here. No. Kids meaning cats. Cats. We have cats. They we don't have children. Speaking of children. No. Oh. Um, mm. <laughs> awkward transition into what you were talking about earlier with uh, Chloe Zhao and mm. how Marvel has a tendency to take indie filmmakers and use them to their... To their wishes. Mm-hmm. So Kevin Feige had a recent interview. He says that Chloe Zhao, uh, quote, was really fighting for practical locations for Eternals in accordance with her vision for it. At one point, they cut a sample reel of Eternals for Disney higher ups to watch. Uh, and this is his quote again. And I had to keep saying, this is right out of a camera. There's no VFX work to this at all. Feige says, uh, next quote. Because it was a beautiful sunset with perfect waves and mist coming up from the shore on this giant cliffside. Really impressive stuff. End quote. End quotes. Uh, later, watching Nomadland, he saw similar shots. And he said again, Oh, that's uh, not just what she wanted to bring to Marvel, he remembers thinking. This is the signature style. So, <laughs> so it's funny. Uh, you might have the same reaction to this that I do. At first, it's like... Okay, he's just complimenting her yeah. her filmmaking style. Right. Sure, whatever. Like, you know, she has a, a good eye behind the camera or, or whatever. But then you kind of think about it and it's like... So because she shot on location, mm-hmm. that's yep. mind-blowing. This is real! This is a yeah. real cliff, guys! It's not CG! Yeah, well, see, that's... <sighs> I just wanted to say uh, people were thrown around. <laughs> That Kevin Feige's not allowed to watch movies outside of Marvel movies, so he has no idea. <laughs> Probably that the real. He doesn't world know what exists. else is out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just so frustrating, like situations like that. Again, like we good... do have a bit more on it. Oh, just so you're okay. aware. If you want to give these thoughts on this section, please. I was just gonna say, like, again, good for her to be able to get signed on as a director for like a big name movie like that. But it's just crazy to me that like these big names like Kevin Feige, he's like, wow. He's blown away by, like, the simplest things that... Shooting on location? Make a... F- like, I don't know. It it adds, like, more connection when it's real and when you can tell that it's real. Like, the thought goes into it and the heart is behind it. And a lot of, you know, these big corporations, again, like, they, they miss that a lot of the time because they're so concerned about, you know 
getting their formula correct. So it's just, it's wild to me that like just that simple little thing could like blow their minds like that. Like shooting in the real world. Exactly. Instead of a, instead of just all having a soundstage. Yeah. So to continue on with this, this is another blurb. Uh, Kevin Feige says uh, why he hires smaller filmmakers for MCU movies. So this is kind of what we're going to... Yeah. So this is his quotes. The real answer is, frankly, continuing continuing what we've learned with all the other different types of filmmakers that we have used. When you get people with unique points of views, regardless of the size of the film they've done in the past, and empower them and surround them with the great artists and technicians that can bring spectacle... That can bring the visuals that a Marvel movie requires. They can take you to places you've never gone before. And I think you've seen that with all of the filmmakers that we've worked with, and particularly the filmmakers who have done smaller, more personal things before agreeing to come on board the MCU. Before we talk about this, I just want to say the, the sentence structure was all him right here. Yeah. I know it sounded like a yeah. fucking train wreck, but that's, yeah, that's, that's him. essentially, yeah. uh, and the uh, the article that I took that from regarding how they structured mm-hmm. it. But yeah, I I had mixed thoughts on this. I saw a lot of people being positive about this and, you know, feel free to chime in whenever. And I appreciate trying to take small filmmakers and give them a voice. And, you know, you're, you take somebody who obviously is new and hasn't been in the industry a while and they have something to say and they can vocalize it through their movies. But at the same time, I, I can't help but fall into like the cynical mindset of, but also, they're small, so they don't have a voice, so you can kind of right. twist them to how you want without them really fighting you too much. Exactly. And I maybe that's not the case anymore. Mm-hmm. I know Marvel has had issues with this before. Um, I think about Edgar Wright, who was going to do the Ant-Man movies. Edgar Wright, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz. He does okay. really crazy yeah. shit, yeah. and Marvel didn't want him to do that, right. so he got out of there. And uh, I think for the new Ant-Man movie, uh, Quantumania... Peyton Reed was supposed to come back for three. He did one and two mm-hmm. and he got kicked off that too. So I don't know if that was because he had a different view that he wanted to do. And right. obviously in some regard, like you have to conform to what story they need to yeah. weave through it. Even though some movies like, like even Ant-Man and the Wasp, I haven't seen it, but it's so disconnected yep. from everything aside from like the ending. Exactly. So it's like, I can almost see both sides of it, but I'm mm-hmm. almost kind of leaning towards the, the nihilistic viewpoint of, well, they're small. They can't fight back. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I think of it, too. I mean, I think it's great that, you know, they try to find these smaller directors and everything and give them a shot. Absolutely fantastic. However, I don't necessarily agree with what he's saying and the fact that, you know, oh, well we let them bring their own visions to the table and that's what we really need in the Marvel universe. I just may like maybe in like very small portions, but honestly, I don't see that overall. I see it more as like, I feel like Disney and Marvel have a very specific formula that they want to follow for all of these Marvel movies, at least the ones that we've seen up until now, who knows going into this new age of Marvel coming up but i did want to interject that that obviously he's talking about eternals coming Mm -hmm. out which is uh end of the year or early next year or even like shang chi or like Mm -hmm. all the other stuff in the works like he's probably referring more to to that kind of stuff than Mm. stuff in the past that they've done too much yeah but i mean some stuff like i mean black widow it's 
it's still going to be that Marvel yeah. formula. But, yeah. you know, just wanted to. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess we'll see where they go from here. I do hope that they allow, like, these smaller directors to have more of an actual voice in what goes on instead of just saying, no, this is how we want it. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I guess we'll see. Well said. Tiny bit of news here to flip gears from Marvel mm-hmm. to DC. Uh, DC announced that DC Fandom, which is uh, where the Batman trailer was revealed, mm-hmm. the Suicide Squad game uh, trailer as well for the movie, I believe. Other DC stuff. It's going to come back on October 16th of this year. So probably more trailers, more nice. announcements, more fun stuff. More Hopefully we get a, a real trailer for Black Adam. Yeah. That'll that be would fun. be cool. Yeah. For we sure. still got to watch Shazam. We do. I don't think we should, like, cover it, though. It's no, already, like, we'll a few years. probably just watch it. Yeah. And not tell you guys. <laughs> not tell you. We'll tell you, obviously. We watch stuff all the time. Like, well, not so much anymore, because I'm busy as all heck. Yeah. Uh, but when we, when we have time, we like to sit down and watch a movie, you know, that we don't necessarily need to discuss for the podcast. So, yeah, you guys don't know us. You don't know our lives. Get out of here. Just kidding. Don't go. Please come back. <laughs> uh, so to go from Marvel to DC to Star Wars. Whoa! The trifecta. Really jumping all over the place. What's next? Harry Potter? No, I hate Harry Potter. Uh, this was just kind of <laughs> goofy, and I, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of fun. So Ewan McGregor did an interview with a Hollywood Report. Hollywood Reporter, mm-hmm. uh, talking about uh, a new movie that he's going to be starring in, but of course questions quickly devolve into Star Wars, and he was uh, commenting on the overuse of CGI in the prequel tri- trilogies, and uh, that it was sometimes difficult. And his quote here was, I just thought this was cute, uh, after three or four months of that, it just gets really tedious, especially when the scenes are dot 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 i don't want to be rude but it's not shakespeare (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's just yeah i just think it's funny i can imagine that it would be hard i mean as an actor i mean i i'm not gonna pretend like i'm an actor i was a drama club for a few years but like you gotta put yourself in the role and when you're not you know when you're covered with whatever CG things that they use to like motion tracking, whatever they use, you're not in the environment. So I can imagine that it's going to be a lot harder and more tedious. I just wanted to stop you there because I know you, I don't know if you've actually seen the prequel movies, No. but he's probably specifically referring to the fact that a lot of the locations that were in the movies were like green screen or blue screen. Right. So there's not, there wasn't a whole lot of like, uh, like body cgi oh okay but yeah still like you're you have to like imagine yourself in the in the setting that the screen is going to show that you're in sure and act along with that i can imagine that it would be really yeah just really tedious and maybe not as fun and to change gears entirely we're going to talk about some small random ass movie that i got exposed to and i thought it sounded like fun okay so The first look at Vanessa Kirby in the film Italian Studies has been released. And this is the uh, synopsis I found for it. Mm -hmm. A writer, Alina Reynolds, Vanessa Kirby, the actress, loses her memory and finds herself adrift in New York City with almost no sense of time, place, or season, or her own identity. Her Her consciousness 
swings between imagined conversations, fragments of her own short stories, and the bustling city around her. She finds an anchor in a charismatic teenager, Simon Brickner, uh, connecting with him and his free-spirited group of friends as she makes her way through a disorienting but strangely beautiful cityscape. The story is also full of music, much of it performed and captured live, alongside an evocative score from Nicholas Bertel that informs Alina's journey from start to finish. Italian Studies will make its world premiere at the Tribeca Film Festival on June 12th. That sounds like a beautiful movie. I just thought it sounded like fun. Yeah. Don't know anything about the actors or people involved. I just thought it sounded like a fun movie. Yeah, it does. And uh, this is just garbage. Uh, A live-action Fairly Odd Parents reboot is happening. Oh, hell yeah! And it will begin filming in June in LA. That's going to be terrifying. I wonder if it's going to be kind of like the Drake Bell one. What? I'm sorry, are you not familiar with the live-action Drake Bell Fairly Odd Parents? Oh, yeah, that was a while ago. I yeah. totally forgot about that. I was like, Oof, we're going to have to have a conversation. No, I I've never totally seen the movies, but... I forgot that that was like a thing. Wow. I'm just trying to imagine live action Cosmo and Wanda. They usually look pretty bad. Pretty scary. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. And what's the baby's name? Poof. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Holy yeah, shit. like... Uh, man, I love the Fairly Odd Parents. Like that was my show. Yeah, that was... you were more of a, a Nickelodeon kid, right? Yeah, I mean, I watch Disney movies a lot, but the Disney Channel like shows, and I was I was into them, but not as much as Nickelodeon. I loved Nickelodeon cartoons as a kid, so I got you. Fairly Odd Parents was my shit. Yeah, I mean, I was more of a Cartoon Network kid, but. Mm. Yeah, Nickelodeon I would watch yeah. pretty frequently. But... So we're going to have to watch this live action movie. Suffer through Eventually, it. when, that, Suffer through when it. that bad boy comes out. <laughs> and uh, this next bit of news is uh, a bit of an oopsie on me. The first look at DC's Sweet Tooth has been released, and the series releases on Netflix on June 4th. I forgot to show you the trailer, but <gasps> I can just go. show you, or I can tell you, that it's based on a comic book. Uh, it's actually, it was under the Vertigo Comics label, which was kind of like a a weird subsidiary under DC comics to where they would kind of do like their weirder, not Batman, Superman, Mm -hmm. whatever, like kind of their weird stuff. And I think the, the general synopsis, at least from the books, I'm not sure about the, the trailer. I did actually see a few people saying who like the, the books that the trailer looked different than what they were expecting. Mm. But I think it's kind of following this, like, uh, like a humanoid person he's mm-hmm. like uh like a younger boy but he has like deer antlers oh and it seems like the the whole of the the world is kind of like this mix match of like some people are like these half animal types mm-hmm. and then there's like normal humans and then there's kind of like clashing hmm. stuff centering around those right. you know ideologies and mm-hmm. stuff like that real life you yeah know? but i've heard it's really good i want one I thing to show up that's not not even in the same what are you doing? There was a fuzz. Not even in the same universe. Yeah, in DC, you said. Yeah, but it, it was under, like, this own, like, oh. well, Swamp Thing different... can show up. He's the protector of the green. That doesn't... I love Swamp Thing. What's his name? Swamp Thing. His human name. He's not a human anymore. It doesn't matter. What was his human name? I don't care. Next bit of news. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan didn't... <laughs> I'm seriously moving on. <laughs> Did an interview with Collider and says that a draft for the live-action Static Shock movie is currently being put together. Whoa, Hold Static on. Shock? Are you, this isn't sarcastic, is it? 
Like the like the TV show yes. from when we were <gasps> and the comic book. Oh, I didn't read the comic book. I didn't but either. But I he's loved a DC that character. show. I didn't know that. Really? I just thought it was a cartoon. No, yeah, yeah. I just thought it was a cartoon. I was gonna say, I'm like, don't be sarcastic. No. Static Shock is fucking awesome. No, I love Static Shock. No, but uh, he talked about this a bit more and uh, quoting him. Uh, right now, we have a writer, Randy McKinnon, uh, not familiar with, who's putting together a draft right now and really excited. I mean, again, as a kid growing up watching Static Shock, it was something that inspired me and had that type of representation at a young age. It was really important to me. And I know it would be important to a lot of other kids today. So to be able to adapt the live action version of that, I'm really, really excited about it. So no real updates, and I guess no real updates uh, anytime soon, but we're in the process of building that out, and I can't wait to have something more to tell you guys later. Nice. That's exciting. Yeah. I'm not sure if he's, like, funding it in some regard. Like, Mm -hmm. um, I'm not familiar if Michael B. Jordan potentially is, like, his own film company, Mm -hmm. or at least uh, helping fund projects like this. But, yeah, I love Static Shock as a kid, and he's been out of the limelight for far too long. Yeah. Especially now. Like, now would be, like, the perfect time. Oh, yeah, for sure. I remember some of, like, the stronger moments on the TV show from, like, 2002 or 3. We're, like, yeah. talking about, like, mm-hmm. problems with racism and yep. shit like that. And, like, it's something like that now would be welcome with open arms. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, that show still holds up. I haven't seen it. I think it's on HBO Max because oh, okay. it's DC. Right. But speaking... Oh, this was unintentional. Speaking Ooh. of HBO Max... The ad-supported version of HBO Max will cost $9.99 per month and will release in June. This came out recently. Mm -hmm. If you guys don't know, HBO Max has no ads and it's $15, so this is a cheaper option for people. Um, I cannot take credit for this because I saw it in the Twitter comments for this news posting. Mm -hmm. Um, Somebody said this should be called HBO Minimum. I thought that was good. I mean, it should. Right? It's true. So, this is just going to confuse you, and that's kind of why I included it, just because it's... Great. So... Thanks. Deadline reported that Selena Gomez has been cast in Spiral, with uh, Petra Collins set to direct, and Drake set to executive produce. The psychological thriller follows a former social media influencer whose addiction to social media is causing her body to literally fall apart. And so this is the movie that we're supposed to watch in a couple weeks? No. This is is a different movie. Different movie. Same name. Named Spiral. Okay. Cool. Because I was like, wait a minute, I thought the other one was like a Jigsaw movie. Um, Okay. Cool. I just wanted to see your reaction. I love that celebrities can just, you know, once they have enough money, they just do whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> like, Drake's like, yeah, I got money. I'll I'll be an executive producer. I'm a musical artist. I can produce a movie. Sure. Okay. We'll see how it goes. I just thought the, uh, the comparison between the fact that a, another movie called Spiral is coming mm-hmm. out in a few weeks, it's like, why... <laughs> No other name you could Because could've? they can. Because they can. That's why. Uh, this... Excuse me. Almost lost my voice there. Uh, this next bit of news I, I have no transition for. It's just uh, something I didn't know about. So forgive me on the pronunciation. Uh, Uli Latu Kefu has been cast in Black Adam. I didn't know who this person is. You don't know who this person is. This actor 
currently plays college football era Dwayne Johnson in the show Young Rock. So I didn't know about this. Give me a second, okay? I was like, what the fuck is Young Rock? So I googled it. I think it takes place in the year like 2032 or some bullshit like that. The Rock is uh, president, or he's about to be president, and he looks back on his life to like uh, his younger moments and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So a lot of it's like, it's like a sitcom essentially, mm-hmm. but it's like split between like when he was younger, when he was in high school, when he was in college, and like uh, I think some wrestling too, like yeah. uh, maybe a step above yeah. like the, the college. It's just a show about The Rock. What the fuck? <laughs> And this is happening already? Like, this is a show? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a show. It's. I think it came out in, like, February. Why has nobody ever talked about this? I mean, The Rock's <laughs> probably talked about it. I mean, true, but, like, what the fuck? No, I just thought it, it was ridiculous. It's pretty uh, good. That's cool, though, because it kind of implies that we're going to kind of see Black Adam younger into older. Because, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know, but... Well, I mean, yeah, he's Egyptian. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's super old. And, yeah. Yeah, so seeing him come up and uh it's a really interesting way of doing it just bring in that guy mm-hmm. who's already playing the younger version of yeah him, so and to stay on the train of superheroes uh falcon and winter soldier show director uh kari skoglin says that the goal was to get everyone to like john walker by the end of the season hold on quote and i think everybody does well i think you're wrong I don't know how that was the goal. Why would that be the goal? I don't know why that would be the goal. You're meant to hate him, but he's, whatever. He's the anti-Captain America. Why yeah. would I be like, you know what? I love this guy. Like, he's not a good person. I mean, he's Well, he's, he's supposed to look like a good person because right. he, he didn't kill Carly at the wow. end. He saved Good a for truck him, full of right, but he, like, dented somebody's skull in with the shield. So. Yeah, but... Well, let's forgive him. It's, and he killed someone. Yeah. Eh, whatever. And... The, the most beautiful way to wrap up the week of news, another person who I would see any movie that he was in, although I've probably missed a few, Taika Waititi, mm. has been cast as Blackbeard in HBO Max's Our Flag Means Death, and he will also direct the pilot. Hold on. The series follows uh, Stede Bonnet, a pampered aristocrat who abandons his life of privilege to become a pirate. I think this is actually based on, like, a true story. Like, mm. um, whatever. And this is from the showrunner. Our Blackbeard is a legend, a lover, a fighter, a tactical genius, a poetic soul, and quite possibly insane. Only one man could play this role, and that is the great Taiko Atiti. Obviously. <laughs> you're you're explaining this, and then the, the little bit insane part, and obviously he's the first person that comes to mind. Like, ah, yes, a beautiful human, Taika Waititi. Absolutely. Yeah, that I sounds s- awesome. Doesn't it? Can't I really wait to watch see this. him. I mean, he was imaginary Hitler, loved him as that. Now he's going to be <laughs> a pirate. Amazing. I still remember um, when the interviews were going around, when people were asking him about, like, Hitler. Like, did you do any research to, to be Hitler? He's like, no, why would I? Right, yeah. Why, why would you I- research Hitler? Just play him how you think it's supposed yeah, to be played. He's exactly. Hitler. <laughs> Favorite movie of uh, 2019, by the way. I think it was. Yeah. Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. Amazing Personally. movie. Love it. I forget what a lot right. of people picked that year. Was that 1917? That might have yeah, been that year. Yeah, they came out at like the same time. Yeah. I think it was a lot of people like 1917. There was another one. Oh, Parasite. Parasite. Yeah, yeah. Parasite. Parasite one. I still want to watch uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Because, mm-hmm. well, I know there's the movie that he did. 
but he also did the TV show. Mm. And I think he's in the TV show, like acting. Oh, okay. Like he's one of the vampires. Mm-hmm. Do you know what, what we do in the shadows is about? No. Uh, I think it's just about, like, a group of vampires, like, living in the modern day together. Oh, okay. Type thing. But, like, they're, like, old school mm-hmm. from whatever. Yeah. Nice. That might be on HBO, actually. I should look into that. Yeah. But that's the news for the week. That is the news. This is probably going to be a bit of a shorter episode. We're, we're at about, like, 52 minutes right now. No TV show to cover. Nope. Currently this week. Can you lean a little bit closer? I feel like my mic is just... I don't know. I was relaxing. Oh, you were relaxing. Chillaxing, if I'm you sorry. will. But yeah, no TV show to talk about. So I'm just going to plug our Twitter and our Gmail if you want to hit us up. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at HST1Pod. That's HST number one pod on Twitter. DM us if you have any questions for the show and uh, give us a follow. We'd love to hear from you. And with our Gmail, that's going to be at hst1pod at gmail.com. Same way, hst1pod. And uh, that way you can send us questions for the show, if you have stuff you want to comment on. And uh, we could talk about it at the end of the show. Typically we'll do that after the movie review and while we're wrapping up. So if you have anything for us, just uh, let us know, and we'd be happy to talk about it. But we have nothing this week, so it's just going to be... Another round. Another one. And then we're going to wrap up. So are you ready for... Another one. Another round. Yes. Cool. Should we do... We'll do non-spoilers. There's not like a whole lot to spoil in this movie anyway. No, not really. There's like... I, I can think of like one ending. thing. Well, yeah. I mean, that happens like At 20 minutes. End, yeah. Oh, kind of. But yeah, like there's there's only about like one thing that really... Yeah. So yeah, we'll just do. Uh, what did you think? You can take the reins on this. Um, I will definitely give this two big thumbs up. I forget our racing system. Racing system? Yes. Uh, like we... McQueen or Doc. No, I forget we, his name. We either go Hot Wheels or Tonka. So Tonka. That means good, right? Tonka's bad. Why do you mean Tonka's bad? You wouldn't want a Hot Wheels car? Tonka's way cooler. I'd want Hot Wheels over Tonka. But Tonka's fun to say, number one. Number two, they used to have amazing PC games for children. Used to. That I played all the time. Number three, they make those like digger things that you can sit on and then play in the sandbox like with an excavator. Way cooler than just running a Hot Wheel through the sand and getting it all gunked up. We're talking about cars though. We're not talking about their other things that they make what do you mean you said the excavator you mean like kind of like a shovel thing right yeah you sit on it and then you yeah would, that's like, not a car dig. that's not a car oh, tonka doesn't make cars they make construction vehicles yeah they make trucks construction vehicles like trucks. dump trucks tonka speaking of dump trucks mads mickelson is in this movie <laughs> does he have a dump truck talk about another round now <laughs> I forgot. I forgot what our rating system was. This is how we got on this. I will look respectfully. That's versus, what it is. Versus, I pretend I do not. See. Okay, so I'm gonna look very respectfully for this one. <laughs> oh my god! She almost got me. I hate myself. I was drinking my G fuel. She almost got me. Oh uh, no! This is a great movie. Um, if you are not into films that alcoholism 
that. Um, Seriously, if you have an issue with alcoholism, this don't might watch be, this movie. Might yeah. be a little triggering. Yeah, um, but yeah, if you're, I mean, if you're not like into like slow start movies, this one definitely has a slow start. I was a slow burn. Yeah, um, the beginning of it, I, I wasn't super into, but once we got to know our characters more and like the story started developing more. I was, I was really enjoying it. And by the end of the movie, I was, I was really into it. Yeah. So the way we kind of set this up is, uh, we open on Mads Mikkelsen. Well, actually we open on the, I guess, Denmark tradition of like this weird beer run that, uh, high school graduates do. So it seems like they, I forget the rules. It was like, they have to do this like certain jog or sprint Mm -hmm. while carrying like, uh, like a a 12 pack or like a 24 pack. And you have to be drinking the whole time. And if you throw like there's a, yeah. it seemed kind of like a rite of passage to like adulthood. I mean, yeah, that's kind of like the impression that I got. Yeah. And then we kind of get to Mads's character and all of his friends. Uh, they're teachers mm-hmm. all at the same school. Yep. Uh, Mads is the history teacher. Uh, I don't remember his friends' names. No. Uh, I think Tommy and Ben. Tommy, maybe. Tommy was one of them. Like, it was it was like the Danish way of saying Nicholas. Oh, I yeah. I think it had, like, a J at the end. Yeah, it was, like, Nicolaj or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that was one of the guy's name, and I honestly forget the other. Peter. Peter was the other Peter? guy's name. Okay. I don't remember who was who, for the most part. Peter but. was the music teacher, Tommy was the gym teacher, and the Nicolaj guy was the psychology teacher. Good thing you were here. But, yeah, so we kind of open on, like, his group of friends, and we... Kind of follow Mads uh, closer for the most part at the mm-hmm. beginning. And we, we kind of see that he's boring. He's a boring teacher. He reads from the textbook while teaching his students. He doesn't give a single shit about yep. teaching. He he clearly has no flame anymore. Nah. And uh, there, there can be like multiple implications for that just because, I mean, Mads Mickelson is older, you know, like maybe like mid 40s. At that point, you're kind of burnt out. You're you are where you are in life and yeah. you're not going anywhere else. And if you're not happy with that, then yeah. He and... seems stuck. He seems like he's just going through the motions. I do agree with that, but he doesn't really make an effort throughout the movie to get out of his place. He just no. finds comfort in where yeah. he is. Well, and... I and that's why I think that maybe he... We can get into this more later, but like he doesn't... He doesn't want his whole life to change. Like he's fine like where he is. He's just not fine with how it's going currently. Yeah, yeah. So he he doesn't hate his job. Right. Uh, we actually find out like he was one of the best teachers at yeah. the school. I think he was on his way to getting like a PhD mm-hmm. and other like yeah, accolades like and stuff like that. Awards and stuff. Yeah. And uh, he kind of put everything on pause when he had his st- kids. had his kids. Yep. And his wife is a nurse, I believe. Yeah. She works like night shifts, mm-hmm. so their schedules are pretty opposite. He'll come home. I think they see each other for like an hour or mm-hmm. two, and then she's gone for the night. Yeah. So clearly, like he's not really doing anything right that he wants to do or he's not happy in what he's doing mm-hmm. so a lot of the actual story gets started when the four of his friends or the three of his friends they all go out to dinner together and was it peter who's mm-hmm. the mute music, music teacher i'm trying to remember who i'm sorry i Nicolaj just is the one that um that said the thing about the guy's theory, if that's what you're gonna. Okay, talk yeah, yeah, about. that's what I was. Because he's go. a psychology teacher, right? And so this guy, Scowgard or something like that. I, I forget the psychologist's name. Uh, 
But there's this theory that he has that humans are born with 0.05% below what we're supposed to have in our blood alcohol content. And so this, like, psychologist has this theory that, you know, if you keep a 0.05 BAC at all times, that you'll be able to live your life better and you'll be more confident and all this stuff. And so this Nikolaj guy is, like, really into it and he's, you know, saying to his friends, like, yeah, like, this is, like, an actual theory, like, that this psychologist has and everything. And so he, he's kind of trying to convince them to be like, hey, maybe we should try this. Because all four of them, we don't see all four of their specific lives. We really only focus on Mads' life, um, which I forget his character's Martin. name. Martin. Yeah. It, well, yeah. no, we do see Nikolaj's life. Because A little he's bit. the one with his, because he with has the kids. The he kids. has three kids. Yeah. His wife is not very fond of him. Right. I think I got confused because we don't... Do we see Nikolaj teaching ever? He's always no. just, like, in his room. Yeah, okay. we don't ever that's see him why, really teaching. That's why yeah. I was, like... I was trying to picture who was who. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't help that Nikolaj and Peter kind of look the same. Like, if one of them shaved. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Nikolaj was just, like, the shorter one of Yeah, the a little bit, like, Pudgier, chubbier, too. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, we kind of... Yeah, I guess that's why I was a yeah. little bit confused. But yeah, so we uh, kind of piggyback on this theory, and he's the one who kind of starts explaining it to them, and like, Mads is whatever about it, and everyone else just uh, just kind of going along with it. You know, whatever. They were out at dinner. Talk mm-hmm. about whatever you want. Yeah, it was kind of like a, wouldn't it be crazy if we did that? But yeah. it wasn't going to be like an actual thing that they were going to do. And I think kind of what like spurred mads on to to really pursue it because he's the one who kind of gets the group going mm-hmm. on this is when they were all out for dinner they were you know drinking with dinner like you do wines mm-hmm. and i think they had a vodka with dinner too yeah and he started uh clearly getting drunk mm-hmm. at the very least mm-hmm. and he was just getting upset like he started crying because he's not doing anything that he wants to do right. and uh just overall discontent mm-hmm. with, with how life is going so the the next day at school he actually brought a flask of what was it? A Smirnoff. Smirnoff, yeah. Um, he brought a, a flask of that, and then he kind of started drinking. And like, I think Nikolaj was the one who saw him, and like, it. He looked more invigorated. Like mm-hmm. he was actually putting in effort. He was like, yeah, really... during his class, like he got his kids into it. And I think Nikolaj like walked by and saw that the class was like super excited. And why that's kind of that. why that's kind of important is because uh, the scene before they went out for dinner. Um, I'm, I'm assuming maybe Nick or, uh, Martin's boss Mm -hmm. or whoever, uh, she had said like a lot of the teachers and, or, um, parents and students had gotten together and wanted to talk to him. Yeah. And they basically told him, look, you, you're kind of screwing these kids over Mm because they need these grades to be good and you're not putting in the effort. And, you know, this might be kind of like the start of, um, we're not super familiar with how things go in Denmark. Mm -hmm. Maybe high school is really important. I guess it's important in America, but like if you... Do I do average, know it... that I don't know about in Denmark specifically, but I do know like kind of like the French system. And I, I was getting a lot of like the same. I don't know, like it seemed like very similar. And so um, from what I know, it could have changed. I took French class in high school when I learned about this. But um, in France, you have to take like these entrance exams to get into college Okay. And like if you and so in France like the education 
education system is free, but you have to take these really, really, really hard exams to get in. And so if you don't pass your exam, you can like repeat your senior year. That actually happened with one of the students. Right. And so I, I'm not for sure in certain. Yeah. I'm not for certain if that's how it is in Denmark, but I was kind of getting like the same feeling from it because these kids were like, yeah, like I have to take my final exams to get into, you know, university. And the one kid said, I can't repeat again. I don't want to do that. So I I think it's more along those lines where in America, obviously it's like pass or fail. And then you can get into you know, a community college or something if you don't have great grades, whatever. So that's why we kind of start getting stressed to Martin that, yeah. like, if he doesn't do his job, like, people could yeah, get like, their lives ruined. Yeah, these kids ruined, are going to fail. Essentially. Yeah. And, and we don't know how long, like, he's been kind of coasting. Right. Like, we're just showing, like, the, the current year that he's teaching. But that kind of, um, the invigoration that he gets by, he stays at .05. Mm-hmm. And once they... Uh, once Nikolaj sees him, they kind of have more like a discussion about it, and the three of them agree to do it. They all kind of go through the same motions mm-hmm. of, you know, they, they seem like they're putting in more effort. And not necessarily that they were all acting like Martin to where, like, they weren't trying as much with the students, but it, it helped give them, like, a bit of, like, the fire they had maybe when they were younger. We don't know for certain uh, how long they've all been teaching. Right. I mean, there's like some like minor details that don't ultimately matter. Yeah. And that's kind of like one of them. The assumption is, is that they've all been teaching in this school for a while and they're all about, you know, like middle age starting yeah. to get to the point where, you know, maybe they only have a few years left before they can retire. And I think uh, Tommy specifically was older though. Cause yeah. when they were out to dinner, he said that he remembers Martin when he was like a kid or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So, and, and Tommy does look a bit more like fifties yeah. ish, maybe, maybe like 10 years older than creeping up on 60 or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So this kind of starts our uh, cycle for the first half of the movie to where they do this for a bit. They're like, wow, this is going great. So let's uh, test how, what is it, uh, point one yeah. would be. It, it's hard to keep in mind because the way the 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 Danish is written, it's like 0, 0,5. Yeah. And that's 0.05 for mm-hmm. us. So I remember when uh, Becca saw, uh, what was it, 1, 0. Yeah. You were like, that's a lot. Yeah. And I was like, no, I think it's because like, <laughs> yeah, periods, yeah. they don't it use was, decimals. It was kind of strange. Yeah, because like. I was like, these people are going to die. Like, this is, like, they're going to drink so much alcohol. They're going to get alcohol poisoning. Like 10% of their body is alcohol. Yeah, I was like, what the hell? But yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't that much. Yeah. So this is kind of when we start, like, our trend of we go up to to point one. And then, you know, they're kind of a bit looser. They're still kind of given the the passion Mm -hmm. and whatever. And I think... uh, the point one we ride out until the camping trip, right? Yeah. yeah. Is that what we do? Okay. Uh-huh. So over this time, Mads is trying a bit more with his family because he has a bit more passion. And especially with his wife, he hasn't seen her a whole lot. So mm-hmm. he suggests the idea of them going on like a uh, canoeing, camping yeah. trip, whatever, in the, the Danish wilderness. I guess. Is that what you would call I it? I don't know. Um, and it was super cute. So he took like her and then the two sons mm-hmm. and they were playing games, whatever. Yeah. And uh, you get the implication when uh, Martin and his wife, I forget her name, mm-hmm. um, have sex that, like, it's been a long time. Yeah. That to where, like, he hasn't really shown the, the desire to do anything like that or maybe vice versa, like, mm-hmm. she hasn't. And you 
you kind of get like the 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 starting point of the change for like wrapping yeah. up towards like the end of the mm-hmm. movie so we'll pause like our our story synopsis right there mm-hmm. um we can just give a bit more general thoughts yeah. for non-spoilers and then we'll get into spoilers covering the next steps of the movie mm. but yeah overall from there we kind of not downspin but we kind of see the negative repercussions oh, of right. constantly being Buzzed. at the very least buzzed or verging on drunk yeah because because we get towards drunk to yeah. where they're living at the drunk. point one that's pretty yeah drunk. and uh this was a, a rule they had set previously that they would only drink on the weekdays mm-hmm. monday through friday before 8 p.m yeah before 8 p.m because i think they said Hemingway did that or something. Yeah. Because that was yeah. another big part of, like, their reasoning behind this was, like, all of these great people, like, Hemingway and uh, Churchill and uh, who else did they bring up? Oh, Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Like, they were just drunk all the time. And they're, like, these major people that, like, pretty much are household names. Like, we all know who these people are. Um so they're like, wow, like, look at all the stuff that they created and, you know, they were having some drinks. So what's wrong? What's wrong with it? Maybe you can be more creative, more open minded, a better person, uh, you know, when you're drinking more often. And yeah, that's kind of we we take that mentality to kind of the extreme mm-hmm. with how we start coming down on the story. And for me personally, uh, the movie is very much cut between the first half and the second half yeah for me the first half was it was fine Mm -hmm. it was all right it's it's a lot of setup it's a lot of getting our characters to these points yep to where we see like what the alcohol starts doing to them Mm -hmm. and it isn't all bad and but it doesn't it doesn't glorify alcohol use Um, no and they they it does discourage at one point they said are we alcoholics and they said no, because we choose when we're drinking. Uh, like, an alcoholic has to drink. Yeah. They um, do it because they have to. Yeah, yeah, so that's kind of, like, their distinguishing line there, too. I just want to clarify, this movie does not glorify no. being an alcoholic no. or drinking all the time no. or drinking at work, even. No. Because that's what they're doing, is yeah. they're being drunk while they're teaching And that students. brings up repercussions throughout the movie as well. Absolutely. Like, there's little things that, that happen throughout the movie because of that. The majority of it being bad. hmm But, yeah, we kind of follow that train of thought towards the ending. Mm-hmm. And uh, it does it does end on, like, a really high note. Mm-hmm. It. The movie is kind of sort of a celebration of life. Yeah. Probably like one of the, the bigger ones that I've seen in a while to where they were they were doing these things because they just wanted to be happy again. Yep. They weren't doing it to cope. They weren't doing it because they were miserable and mm-hmm. they want to have something to kill the pain or whatever. Mm-hmm. They wanted to come back up, but they were just getting to that point in their lives where they were older and they just, yep. you, you get set in monotony once you're doing the same thing for years and years mm-hmm. and years. But... They, they didn't do this as a way of, like, punishing themselves. No. So, especially the, the very ending of the film. I mean, if you guys have seen the clip going around of Mads Mikkelsen dancing. It's like, beautiful. That's literally the ending of the it's movie. Beautiful. Spoilers, I guess. But, like, I have, like, I don't know the last time. beautiful scene. I don't know the last time I felt so happy, like, yeah. with a, a movie ending. No, like, yeah. Especially like, the, I... the song that they chose. Yeah. 
Um, I'm planking on it right now, but it yeah. was, it was, it was it, I think one of the major lyrics was life is beautiful. Like, yeah. That was like the chorus of the song. Like, yeah. Matt Mickelson dancing though, by the and way, holy shit. His jazz ballet. That's the thing. It's it. like, this is what like really annoys me. Cause this movie is, it's great. Yeah. I like, if we're comparing movies, I think promising young woman, I enjoyed more, mm-hmm. but this is still a great movie yeah. and it's worth your time. Mm-hmm. And that's why I hate how immediately after the fact that it wins an Oscar, we have to work on the American adaptation. I don't think it needs Of course, to. that could be scrapped at any time. Nothing yeah. was, was certain, mm-hmm. but the fact that there were even rumblings going on, it's like the fucking movie is great and it's right yeah. here. I'll be honest. I can't see Leo doing that I shit. I was just about to say that. I, I like, don't think that Leo could pull off what Mads Mikkelsen did in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just don't think he can because uh, I think Leo is better at, you know, more over the top acting. I don't, I don't want to say it like that, but we, we all know his acting style and I, I don't, I just don't think that it's right for this movie. It's very serious. It's very real life. It's like, like you could walk into anybody's house and film this movie. Like this is a normal guy. This is a normal guy with his normal friends. Like this isn't, I don't know. I just, I don't think that it could be pulled I think I, I side more with your, what you were saying at the end there to where like with Mads being it, he feels like a real person yeah. to where like, if you see Leo, it's that's Leo. That's Leo. And yeah. sometimes that's fine. You know, like with Wolf of Wall Street, right. like, I think that's what you were thinking of when in I, terms of over the top. Yeah. Like, like he, he, I mean, he's a great actor in it. I, I don't know. I can't verbalize what I'm thinking right now. I just think that he's not right for the role. I just don't think he is either. I mean, obviously not he's for a, the lead anyway, he's a recognizable name, but yeah, I just think that, on in this kind of like really down to earth movie, I don't think that somebody like Leo is appropriate for the role. It's funny enough. Um, if you want like a main character role, I'd almost go with Jake Gyllenhaal or Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah, those would be great choices. Yeah. I could see the the two of them doing. Oh yeah, like behaving like that. Yeah, I just definitely. don't see it with Leo. No, because like I don't Jake think so. like always feels like really real. real. Yeah. And, like, Lakeith does, he does as, as well. well. Absolutely. Very like, down-to-earth, like, acting style. Yeah, so, absolutely. So... Yeah. That That's just what I mean, though, is this movie is great on its own. Mm-hmm. We don't need any no. of the... Just read the words, America. Yeah, just, and like, honestly, I just don't know how well it would be adapted into an American version. I mean, are they going to be in America, then, instead of in Denmark? Because I would assume so, yeah. It's probably going to be, like, a straight up... a lot out... of the culture of the movie is based on the fact that they are in Denmark. We don't have teachers like that in, in America. We don't have that stress... That is put on the that was put on the teachers in this movie. We don't necessarily have that same thing going on in America. So I just don't understand how like they're gonna make an American version and make it the same movie. The culture of the movie is gonna be totally different. I no, just don't I, see it. <laughs> yeah, no, I absolutely agree with that. Um, but yeah, just to to wrap up non spoiler thoughts, it's great. Go see yep. it. It's on HBO Max. Um, didn't no we watched on Hulu oh that's right it was on Hulu <laughs> sorry we've been HBO Max has been like our main yeah. streaming source lately so I just default to Hulu. everything yeah everything coming from there uh, in case you're going to check out now we're going to go into our spoilers for the movie we're going to be talking about Nomadland next week we toyed with the idea of doing something else uh, we, we kind of floated the idea of that Andrew Garfield mainstream movie but like I don't know i I want to see Nomadland. I yeah, mean, it just me won too. all these awards. So yeah. 
I want to check it out and see what Chloe Zhao created. Yes. It's funny because I remember hearing with the, I think it was the Kevin Feige interview. I didn't pull this part out of it, but while the pandemic was uh-huh. happening, she had like done the bulk of Nomadland, like the filming and everything like uh-huh. that. And she wrapped it up while she was home. Wow. So like the fact that like, I don't know, like she was going to be working on Eternals yeah. during that time. And the fact that she like pulls out her laptop and just cleans up the movie and like, that's it. And like you win all these awards. Nice. It's crazy. That's good. So it's, it's super impressive. Wow. Um, especially with, her. what, what did I say? She was the second uh, Asian director to Ooh. win uh, best director. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll be talking about that next week. We're going to be transitioning over to spoilers for another round go watch it please and we will talk to you guys next week so spoilers okay so when i had said the camping trip is kind of the transitional period Mm -hmm. um after martin and his wife are having sex she uh after they were done she had rolled over and kind of said like oh it's been so long like maybe too long Mm -hmm. and that's where you start like i don't know i feel like it's pretty face forward oh she cheated on him yeah which is, you know, I, I feel like it's pretty easy to gather from yeah. from that part. And they did a good job with, um, like, facial expressions. Like, I remember, like, she rolled over and Martin was, like, behind her, but, like, still kind of, like, looking at her. Mm-hmm. Like, he was, he didn't really know yeah. what she said, mm-hmm. like, in a way. Didn't process it. And that's kind of when we start spinning into the, the 1.5, or 0.15, right? Because mm-hmm. there were the, the three. Yeah. And then they... Well, this is the, that's the part when they said... Um, oh, this psychiatrist guy said that you have to, like, push yourself to the point of, I think they called it ignition? Yeah, it was the uh, transitional period between being buzzed and drunk, and they wanted to try to, like, sit in that middle to Mm -hmm. see what would come out of it. Yeah. We didn't say this in our non-spoilers, but they were actually, like, cataloging this and, like, taking notes of it. Yeah, like, like gathering evidence and everything. Yeah, they were doing Mm -hmm. it for fun, but they were trying to, like... Do it as a research thing as well. Yeah. Uh, You could take over, though. I mean, you had mentioned the... Oh, yeah. I was just saying, like, so they, you know, they're going to see, like, well, you know, can we do this? What will happen? The psychiatrist had, like, a couple theories on on what could happen at at this point. Um, And so the guys are like, yeah, like, let's try it and find out. And uh, Martin actually is going to abstain from this. And the other three guys were going to do it. Because Martin said, no, I need to go be with my family. Like, they deserve my time right now. Um, He ends up getting roped into it and starts drinking. Well, because the the drink that they had, it was like, they said it was really strong stuff. They said it was absinthe mixed with pure alcohol. It was, I forget the drink that they used, but it was bad. Yeah, it was, they said, what did they say? The jazz musicians in New Orleans made it to look like a watered down cocktail but it's pure alcohol yeah yeah they said it was like, literally pure alcohol. yeah like, like there's they didn't no, put... it's basically like a long island iced tea like it's just all alcohol in there yeah um so yeah and so martin says no i'm not gonna do it and then he you know he sees the drink and all the guys are like oh yeah like it it tastes really bad but it's really good like i've never had anything like this before and so martin you know decides okay well i'm gonna do it and then they all get pretty shit-faced <laughs> Pretty shit-faced. <laughs> Pretty shit-faced. Yeah, so that kind of leads to them. Um, it, it's k- 
kind of like the first time we see like the negative yeah, downsides, which of them doing this. Like I had said, this is right around the halfway point in the movie, mm-hmm. maybe a bit past that, maybe like fifty minutes left yeah. or whatever. But that's when they they actually go out to a bar. They're drinking more. They're kind of being crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the negative repercussions start coming in when, well, Martin thinks he went to the right home when he was done, mm-hmm. but he went to the wrong door and he like. He yeah. fell and, like, hit his head? Yeah, he, like, woke up, like, in his neighbor's driveway with a cut on his head. And his neighbors were like, oh, let's get you up. Like, and then his son comes over and is like, dad, let me take you home. You're at the wrong house. Yeah. Like, and, and something... it was like, oh, wow. Um, I think Nikolaj, I think he, he peed pissed, on his wife. He pissed in the bed, <laughs> which they had, uh, they had said earlier in the movie that he, he has, like, the younger kids and mm-hmm. his son would pee on him yeah during like the all night. the time like yeah. every night so it was kind of like the the switching and yeah I, and so he peed and his his wife got really pissed off at him she was like why'd you piss the bed did something you're so drunk did, i'm not dealing with this anymore did tommy do something i thought something happened to three of them i know not all four but i think tommy nothing really happened. happened to peter who was the music teacher yeah overall throughout the movie nothing yeah really. he's he he's, did have a good arc with um a student that we'll address in a second yeah, we'll just clean yeah up. um Tommy, I don't... Because I thought something happened with Tommy. I thought he did. I don't remember off the top of my head. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Well, I guess we can talk about the, the student really quick. We had mentioned before how uh, they had been... Did we address it? I don't know. I just... They have to take their exams. They're yeah, yeah, really the exam. Okay. About it. Thank and you, thank one you. one student is really, really stressed out about it. He's the one that we mentioned earlier that he said, I failed last year. I can't redo it. Like, I can't retake my senior year again. Like, that's, it's too much. He he wanted to get into medical, medical yeah, school, Yeah, he I wants think. to go to med school. He has to get, like, a certain grade or whatever, you know, to get into med school. He's really, really nervous. You can tell he has, like, really bad test anxiety. And so he's just freaking out. And he's telling Peter, you know, I don't know how I'm supposed to do this. I, I can't do this. Uh, and so Peter brings up the suggestion of maybe he should, you know, take a couple swigs of a drink before he comes in just to just to calm his nerves um it's not really addressed again until like the very end of the movie i don't know if you want to talk about it now or not Uh, i mean it's it's not super huge we can wrap up that plot line quick Yeah. yeah so the the way like the testing seems to work is you come into a room with two teachers peter was one of them and you choose like one of six random index uh-huh. cards it seemed like and whatever topic you had you, you kind of to, had to discuss and yeah like present that topic yeah essentially like a, a little presentation yeah. showing that you understood like on it. the spot yeah just scary horrifying uh it reminds me of like my french exams to where like mm-hmm. you would pick something and then you'd have to have a discussion about yeah, it yeah exactly french. and you're like i don't know how to prepare for this yeah <laughs> so when that student had come in the room peter's like oh like i'll just talk to you quick like we'll calm you down and mm-hmm. he gives him the water bottle full of assumedly vodka mm-hmm. or maybe smirnoff or yeah. whatever it was like a white they uh it's it's a clear liquid yeah a lot of the the drinking they do they make it look like water bottles yeah. or mads yeah, just... uh drinks out of like a, a coffee a thermos coffee mug, yeah. so yeah um but he i guess this was like the only part in the movie where they made alcohol look positive mm-hmm. cuz the kid was able to calm down and give his like share his knowledge on the topics and he did pass eventually mm-hmm. we we do see kind of uh, what we referenced in the beginning about like how the high school students once they graduate they have like their their giant run throughout the town and mm-hmm. whatever and uh, we see a little bit before that because it seems like they drive through the town in like these giant trucks yeah and then they have their, their yeah. like 
alcohol conflict. Yeah. Super weird, but mm-hmm. I I think it's cool to have something yeah. culturally like. I guess I mean it's weird compared to like what yeah. we do. You just yeah. graduate and that's it. But they right. get like hats and everything. Mm-hmm. And it was that's a big deal cool. for them. Yeah. So that kid ended up passing, and then yeah. So we'll kind of we'll clean up the the main rest of the story, and what happened was the three of them. Sorry, I totally lost where we. Maybe I'm drunk. We were talking about the three of them, kind of two of them, kind of coming down from uh, the positives of alcohol, and like uh-huh. too much of it can start to be destructive Mm -hmm. and i think i think that is when we have our fight between martin and his wife yeah right around that time so they're uh they're home alone they're having dinner together Mm -hmm. whatever and they start talking and yeah she like comes out and says like she cheated on him essentially which Mm -hmm. would we'll talk about this because you're a girl so i'm curious on your side of it but uh, I did want to note it's super shitty because she works nights so she hardly has time for anything but work during the day so like the the fact that she found time to do something I just yeah. think is doubly worse. Yeah. But this is what I wanted to address quick. So, uh, once we get a little bit further into the movie, he... Well, sorry. We'll backtrack a little bit. He got mad. He started, like, throwing dishes and freaking out. Told her to get out. And then he was the one who left. Um, but then, once we kind of start getting the resolution at the end of the movie, he was the one apologizing. Yeah. And he was saying, like, he was sorry for, you know, not being there, for being distant, whatever. But she never apologized, which, I don't know. Like, like I said, we'll see it from your perspective. But yeah. I think it's kind of crappy for, like, she didn't apologize at all for cheating. Yeah. I mean, like, I he wasn't it... abusive. Right. He wasn't mean. He was just not there. And yeah. from what we saw as the audience, we didn't see her trying at all. Yeah, well... She just kind of seemed done already yeah. by the time we started their story. And I think that's how they justified it, with, like, her not having to apologize, because it's like, he created this situation. But ultimately, she still made a choice, you know, to do that, so I think that she should have apologized. But I don't think it was something that was necessarily needed in the movie either, for, like, final resolution. So, I mean, you were more upset about it than, than I was, uh... I, I just don't think that it was necessarily needed. Like, yeah, she should have apologized, but... I wasn't, like, super upset. I just... Something would have been nice. Yeah. They ended up uh, having a dinner together, and he had said, like, he missed her, and they wanted to get together, and she had left, and then she texted him later that she missed him, too. Mm-hmm. But I guess we should talk about the other thing that happened. So... This was in between them making up, too, because... Uh, Martin left his house because of his wife and so he went over to the Tommy's house the gym teacher and it's very apparent that Tommy has become an alcoholic um, and so Mads or Martin whichever um, I've same been person interchanging both. Um, he goes over there and you know he says like we're all really concerned about you we want you to keep in touch we don't want you to continue on with this, you know, um, just trying to trying to help him out because I'm sure they feel kind of guilty, too, that, you know, they all went into this together and now he has, like, an actual alcoholism problem. And they did a really great job during, like, this interaction between Tommy and Martin because the whole time um, Mads is just talking and mm-hmm. Tommy's like, I got some cold ones. Do you want something? And Mads is like, just stop. Mm-hmm. Like, you're fine. It's mm-hmm. please don't. Like, he had said it, like, two or three times. He's like, do you want something? Or he, like, goes in the fridge to try to grab something, and he has to stop him. Like, Mm -hmm. it's... He's not doing it just for their, uh... Yeah. Their experiment anymore. Yeah, it's very clearly, like, 
he's become an alcoholic. And he's the one before, too, that we had mentioned the repercussions in the school. He had had alcohol in, like, one of the gym storage closets, and they ended up finding it, and they almost, like, got caught and, like, got in trouble. They they just figured it was the kids, like, stashing alcohol places. Um, but, yeah, he's the one that it, it really takes a negative toll on. Well, especially with that, um, the scene before Martin is at Tommy's house. Um, the assumedly the principal gathered all the teachers mm-hmm. and they're kind of talking about, you know, we, we have evidence to believe teachers are drinking, whatever. Do you guys know anything? And Tommy comes in late and he's stumbling and clearly yeah, drunk and drunk. like they all just automatically assume it's him yeah. and it's, you yeah. Know. And so then uh, we don't see it, but assumedly he got fired yeah. as well. I don't think it got that far, uh, to be honest, like in the story, cause from what we're seeing, it seemed like over a day. Yeah. The, the rest of it happened and the rest of it is uh, Tommy was hanging out by himself. He had taken a boat. Uh, he tried to put the life preserver on. He was too drunk to do it. And then uh, a few minutes later, we see the boat just floating there by itself. A, a really like um, appropriate, clean way, I mm-hmm. guess, of, of showing it that he yeah. did die. Yeah. He drowned, assumedly. Yeah. Um, we, we end the movie with his funeral. We don't know if his body was in it. I would assume so because there was a casket. Mm. Um, but we never, you know, know for sure. I mean, mm. he, he went overboard and he wasn't super far out in, into their ocean, but, mm. you know, you never know. So that's kind of when the, the guys were already starting to transition into like, okay, we shouldn't be doing this anymore. Right. But like once that happened with Tommy, they were like, yeah, we're, we're done. We can't do this anymore. Yeah. yeah. So, which they, they agree not to do like the drinking thing, mm-hmm. but like while they were out oh, yeah, celebrating still, his life, they still they drink still and everything. Drink, they didn't like... They're not doing it for the experiment anymore. Yeah. It wasn't like, you know, we're, we're not doing that devil drink anymore. Like it wasn't like a Christian ad or anything. Like they were still doing it, but they were controlling themselves. More moderately. Yeah. They were doing it in moderation. And yeah, that's kind of how we, we start wrapping up the movie. Um, I had mentioned how Mads and his wife make up. Mm -hmm. That's when uh, the, the students are driving through. She texts him like, you know, I miss you too. We should try again. Which was, uh, it was big for him. I, it was important, obviously, mm-hmm. to do it. I don't know. It just felt kind of quick. Yeah. Because, like, five minutes before they had, five or ten, they had had their meetup together. And then mm-hmm. they had gone out for dinner. Uh, the friends had all gone out. And then she apologized. I feel yeah. like it was kind of quick. Yeah. Not a, a whole lot of time in between to, to figure things out. But mm. he kind of gets his second lease on life. Like, he feels like he gets... Uh, another chance to not just like prove to her the type of person he is now like Mm -hmm. but just to to live his life and to to be happy where he's at because that's the thing that we had mentioned before like he he's not unhappy being a teacher he just didn't have the the fire for it that he had when he was younger and and neither did his friends so that's when we end the movie on the the mads dancing scene and Mm -hmm. if you need to feel good just go off and and watch that it's floating around like i said the other thing though too that i want to mention is that like the kids all congratulate like these three teachers um uh peter nicolaj and martin uh i forget which one it is but the kids actually go over and like are throwing the one guy up in the air like they're so happy that like these teachers helped them graduate and i think that that's really important at the end of the movie too because like even though yeah they were you know like doing this experiment and everything they ultimately helped these kids 
Yeah, and these absolutely. kids were really, really grateful for that and really happy for that. Um, and I think that's really important because, I mean, I'm not a teacher, but, you know, I would assume that as a teacher, that's one of the things that you care about the most is, you know, like how you're helping your students and everything. So I think that at the end was also added to like the really like feel good factor uh, of the movie. For sure. I didn't even think of that, to be honest mm. with you. I guess it's just because in America, like, yeah, we like our teachers, well, but right. I mean, I'm unfamiliar how their teaching is. Maybe they just have the one teacher. Maybe they want to go into yeah. history in their lives and their only teacher was Martin or mm-hmm. they want to get into music and their only teacher was uh, well, Peter. I think that it's actually kind of addressed at one point in the movie. I forget, but they're like, you know, like these kids are going to remember you, mm-hmm. you know, like, these kids are going to remember that you're the teacher that helped them get through this or something like that. Like, you are always going to be remembered by these, by your students. Uh, and I think that's really significant, you know, especially with how they're feeling at the beginning of the movie. You take the beginning of the movie where they're all feeling kind of down on themselves, don't have a lot of passion or fire left for teaching, to the end where these kids are like, thank you so much. Like, you know, they're going to remember them forever. I, It's really good absolutely i mean like i said again i mean i don't know how the education system is in uh, denmark so maybe they do have one teacher because whenever we would see them wrap a class like mads would leave too yeah so like maybe it's like that it is yeah just unfamiliar with the structuring but great movie overall i it wasn't my favorite but not every movie has to be but it was a really good time a good movie though yeah absolutely recommend checking it out i don't know if i said it but Looking respectfully. Mm-hmm. Great movie. Thumbs up. Give it a big Tonka thumbs up. Big Tonka thumbs up. I I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, if you're not interested in the movie, at least go watch that Mads dancing scene. It's and beautiful. It'll make your day. I'm not even like no, it'll make bullshitting you feel around. Happy. It's great. <laughs> just the, it'll get uh, that serotonin going. Yeah, it's just the way like he's happy about life again, and mm-hmm. it's good to see anybody like that. Yeah. So highly recommend the movie. Just checking it out yep. um if not just for that scene i think that's going to be about it for yep. the podcast this week uh like i had said next week we are 90 percent 90 sure going to be doing nomadland right if anything changes you'll see it when the episode comes out Yay. or on twitter or on twitter at hst1 pod <gasps> please follow please follow i'm what? trying my best to uh attract attention like, so i've been comment, like comment subscribe on twitter on Twitter. Yeah. Yes. Subscribe on Twitter, please. Yes. To our, our newsletter. <laughs> but guys, that'll be about it for the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Check us out on Twitter. Send us an email at hst1pod at gmail.com if you want us to read any questions you have for us. But if not, we will see you next week for Nomadland. Yeah. You have to say it. I want to make sure. Nomadland? Yeah. Okay. Do it again. No- Nomadland. There you go. Got it. We got it. Yay. Take care, guys, and we will see you next week. Bye.